Ladies and gentlemen, Comedy Roundtable. Coming up on this episode. Well, Gene Simmons would be like, uh, there's the Kiss Burger, there's the Kiss Ketchup, there's the Kiss Mustard. <laughs> what article of clothing would you like to see become the standard item to be thrown at a comedian instead of heckling? I think it's a big moment for Chris Rock, and I think Chris Rock never gives in to this moment. Never do an award show again. They're fucking over. Nobody gives a fuck anymore. We've learned a lot already. We learned about pitch earlier. Uh, did we? We have saved a chair for you, our listener, and we've also saved a chair here at the roundtable for our guest this evening. Steve Berg. Oh, here we are. Welcome into the show. Thank you so much. Here at the Punchline Comedy Club in Atlanta, yes. sitting in the famous Landmark Diner. You hear the uh, 10 o'clock show ready to go in. They have queued up. Yes. Just got done with a very hot <laughs> sure. first show. Scorching. Yeah. Sco- yeah, scorching. Say it one more time. Thunder. Drop scorching show. Drop bass and beats to that, and just loop that. Just keep it. on Perfect. That's it. Yeah. Scorching. Yeah. Scorching. You've been busy. Been Got busy. Any yeah. Special out on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it, it's a lot of fun. It was. I think sometimes you do these hour specials, and then you you just do them, and they're done. And then sometimes they affect you. And this one affected me because it's a late night talk show that is an hour special. So I started learning how to write one-liners. I started learning about monologue jokes. I started learning about, you know, the trimming the fat on jokes. And I learned a lot from a good friend of mine, Argus Hamilton, out of the Comedy Store, who I consider the best monologue joke writer I've ever met and come across. And at one time, he had the, the record for most Tonight Show appearances with Johnny Carson back in the day when when doing the Tonight Show and doing a late-night talk show meant something. Right. The, the new hour, like, just taught me a lot because I think sometimes people think, oh, you're a comic, just go roast them. You're a comic, just go up and do clean humor. You're a comic, just go up and improv. It's like they're all different. So doing an hour that's a talk show format, it's monologues, one-liners, panel storytelling, straight-up stand-up, crowd work, different muscle. And so I've been just like leaning more on two muscles until I find the voice of the next special. And the two voices now are just like crowd work, fuck around, let's see what happens. Live by the wire, and then the other is the monologue jokes, and just do one-liners. So, so Ben, hold on. Can you tune out for a minute? Can you tell Adam and me more about trimming the fat? Well, gentlemen, uh, greens. Greens <laughs> is what you <laughs> okay. need. Um, stop right. dipping food in ranch dressing. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Stop salting yeah. potatoes. Stop eating meals with a side of fries. Got I think it. that's when it turns around. All right, so we're going to bang through a couple of uh, quick lightning round style questions. Sure. You will have your choice of subject. There will be three topics, one of which will be unused. You okay. don't have to announce them all now, but the three you have to pick from are pitchforks. Pitchforks. Gene sequencing. Gene sequencing. Famous footwear. Famous footwear. Okay. I would normally go with the easy route because I thought if I was ever on Celebrity Jeopardy, I want the easiest shit, right? But I'll go the hardest and I'll go with the number two bracket. Gene sequencing. Yes, because this sounds more difficult and I want to challenge myself. So So gene sequencing starting with... Start with my butt. (laughs) Starting with Jamie. Okay, here we go. Comedy Roundtable, Steve Byrne edition. All right, if Gene Simmons were competing on Dancing with the Stars with Richard Simmons, what song would they dance to, and what would Richard Simmons say to Gene at the end of the dance as he spun him around and went for the dip? 
Okay, I'm not Wayne Brady, so I'm not this good at improv. Okay, uh, there's like really specific, and, like you're you're really leading me to water here right. in specific terms. So it's like, hey, I can lead a horse to water, but what if that water was just like Gatorade, and what if that water was just yeah. like Gatorade, but also like non? Yeah, just like Jesus Christ. Okay, right, I'll do my easier. best. Let's make it easier. If Gene uh, Simmons and Richard Simmons were having dinner right here in the Landmark Diner, yes. what do you think their topic of conversation would well, be? Well, Gene Simmons would be like. Uh, there's the Kiss Burger, there's the Kiss Ketchup, there's the Kiss Mustards, and Gene Simmons just like, I just want everybody to have fun! <laughs> so I think there's two very distinct ways, but also Gene Simmons has kind of disappeared from everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. He is the lone shooter in the Grassy Knoll. We don't know if he's still there. We don't know if he was ever That's there. That's true. I don't know if Gene Simmons ever existed, because he could be the fourth shooter out of the Grassy Knoll. So I would say Gene Simmons is the one that's marketing every single condiment and salad and appetizer and closer and dessert. Do you want the fucking Gene Simmons gets, gets good dessert? Cheese shake? It's just like, he's Gene all Simmons over the map. Dressing. Right. Yes, he's all okay. over the map, whereas Let Richard Simmons disappears. Chicken yes. fingers. Okay, so Richard Simmons, yes. I would have thought... And, Has and never it, been a Supercuts. Right. He's but had a he, bro for... He, 18 fucking millennial. He was yeah. at the he was at a pretty high level of celebrity. Yes. Yep. Oh, right? for sure. In the and 80s, then 90s, early not 90s. not having died. Yeah. Completely disappeared. Well, he's healthier. He's never going to die. Right. Okay. He's going to be here. He's going to outlive time. China and this front from Russia and everything else. He will always be here. <laughs> always. Always. If Gene yes. Simmons, I mean, excuse me, if Richard Simmons did go to Supercuts and, he, and you're a barber there, and he said, just take a little off the top. How do you work with that? Give me the Jesse Eisenberg. That's what uh, he'd ask for. Yes. Give me uh, the Jesse. Eisenberg. Give me the yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right, though, about Simmons. He's never dying. Like, He's there are never children dying. Who are He's yet still to be here. Born that, will, that will become grandparents before he dies. Is Richard Simmons on the Grim Reaper's bucket list? No, because I think even the Grim Reaper would be like, dude, you're too fucking fun. I can't. I yeah. can't do It's like a puppy. Right. You're a puppy behind a rainbow. I love you. I was just thinking that the Grim Reaper is like a reverse Amazon, is just showing up and taking packages out of houses. Come in with me. He's the Come Grinch. in with me. Oh, God. I hope, that, I hope that Grim Reaper truck ain't stopping here. Yeah. Well, you just mentioned that Richard Simmons was the puppy. If Gene Simmons and Richard Simmons were at the Landmark Diner, is there a risk that Gene Simmons would rip the head off of oh, Richard Simmons? Oh, Christ. With you and your questions. All so, right, Adam. Yeah. Gene sequencing. So okay. I think it's kind That's of tacky to put sequence to on genes. Like I, I don't like. Here's it. what I'm gonna do, because I, I see you all have notes. Yeah, I want to throw you all for a loop. Yeah, <laughs> ready? Go. So there are three options. Hit me. Option I one. gave one option was was gene ther- and then you came up with the with the question. Yeah. So I want the second option, and then you give me your best question out of the second option. The second option. Yeah, the second the, option. What were the three questions? options? Pitchforks are famous footwork. So pitchfork. Your yeah. best question out of pitchfork. Pitchfork. Go. Have you ever seen pitch? Like the the chemical pitch, I, I've seen Pitch Perfect. No, like that stuff. It's like goo. Like pitch no, is like I've never it's, seen it's, pitch. It's, it's it's almost like a an oily, gooey mix. I would Pitches. think Pitch is like a a, a doc about Nolan Ryan. Mm, but that would be no, a good I, one, uh, so what is Pitch actually? It, it, it's like a it's like a really uh, oily goo, it's right? A, and okay. it's, it's called Pitch. And and why do you and, keep holding up your strong hand to? Tell me where the goop. Sorry. I guess I'm so thinking like in the goop. name of Picking up a pile of goop. No, so I'm wondering like why would you call Is there a lot of friction that's involved to get I'm there? just thinking a pitch fork would be almost useless. Like uh, using a fork to move pitch from one place to the other seems almost entirely useless. But in gardening, is 
is a pitchfork still op- obsolete, or would no. it be... People use pitchforks, but the name pitchfork doesn't make sense, because to get pitch... It, it, it would be like it'd be like. But there's a shovel, slime. right? There's a shovel. You could use a shovel to move. And pitch. then there's a rake, and there's right. no in between. And the pitchfork is the in between to go. Do you want to? It's the garden spork. But it's horrible it's the garden for pitch. Spork. It's the garden it's spork. Exactly. Yeah. But it's yeah. horrible for pitch. So I, I guess what, what I've never had a conversation about pitch before. <laughs> I know. I just really? want to thank you for making yeah. my question look <laughs> yeah, good. Thank goodness we didn't start so there. So pitch is a goo. <laughs> we were, yeah, it's almost like a, it's almost like a slime. From where? From plants. From plants. So I assume the pitchfork is discerning or getting rid of That's the... what you would think, but it's not because it's, it's, it it's a three-pronged fork that moves hay. So it's a trident. Yeah, it's, it's essentially a, a farm trident. I feel like Steve has to get producer credit on this episode because he just... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> he just stepped in. He's like, I'm, I'm going to fix this. I'm here this. to tell you, yeah. though, this my gene fire. sequencing thing wasn't, was pretty darn solid. It was. It, it, what was the third option, though? What was the third option was? Famous footwear. Famous footwear. Famous footwear. There? Okay, so we have a question coming from Jamie, I assume, mm. for famous footwear, and that would be... We actually do two segments, I, so I, we would have hit you with these questions but in then, the second but segment. We'll do the second round. Where we're we all, running it. It's, 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 it's just roulette. changing. It's yeah, roulette. Yeah, 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 oh, Captain, yeah. my Captain. Yeah. Okay. You gotta, you gotta you're alternate. Doing famous up. footwear. Famous footwear. People get into celebrity collectibles. Okay. Okay. Is there a celebrity item that you either have that was gifted to you? Okay. Or that you would have an interest in obtaining? Well, when I did my last special, I would say that one of the one of the things I thought was cool was the production designer, and we went through this was the. Um, Carson desk, and what we placed on there was the three items Carson had on his desk, which was a cigarette lighter, his cigarette box, which Don Rickles famously broke, and then the white mug with Carson's face on it with white pencils. I think of the three, I would think that the most famous is the is the mug with Carson's headshot on it with pencils on it. So if I were to buy anything as a comedian... As somebody who's lived my whole life in comedy, I would think the greatest, the holy grail of, I guess, like uh, collectibles would be, for me, the Carson mug Johnny's with mug. Carson's face on it with white pencils on in it, but it would be the mug, yeah. Could you I, imagine how cool that would be to have in your house? I, I, By the way, I would buy it. If I ever had that money, I would buy it and give it to the Smithsonian and say, right. you, you don't even realize how valuable this is. Right. This, this is, is priceless. Would you drink out of it once? You'd, you'd, after you yes. buy it, you call it priceless. Yes. And then if you drink out of it, Ed McMahon, you will hear <laughs> a burp beer. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you are correct, <laughs> sir. <laughs> he was Norman Rockwell. Like you, You'll never get that again. Norman Rockwell will never paint a picture of you know, fucking Banksy doing something incredible. It's just like, no, there's moments in time where you go, that was specific, and we all can, you know... Just gather around that moment where art was communal, entertainment was communal, Carson was communal. Everything's so fractured now, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. Right. Leo Vaughn, uh, Tom Segura, uh, you know, Whitney Cummings. Everybody. Like, I'm just thinking in terms of like comedy, but everything's so fractured. Yes. People don't have that communal no. reference point right. anymore, and Carson was a lightning rod for it. I was going to mention Comedy Pinata. Comedy Pinata, your yes. podcast? Yes. Was that it? That's it. Okay, that great. great. Okay. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. So, that an, question that, number three. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to end segment one right here. We'll be back with more of Comedy Roundtable and our guest, Steve Byrne, right after this. In the middle of the sidewalk, broad daylight, 
there is a homeless man taking a shit. He looks up at my wife and he goes, well, hello, beautiful. My wife is horrified and I cannot stop laughing. This dude's taking a shit and he's hitting on my wife at the same time? I'll tell you what, you get her number, you get the keys to the house, sir. I thoroughly enjoy my lunch. My wife did not eat for some reason. As we're getting up, she goes, oh, by the way, when we go home, we're not gonna walk home. That I'm like, we're walking back exactly that way home. I need to see America's hero again. This man is being placed under arrest. He sees my wife again, locks eyes. This is what goes down. He's like, well, maybe you motherfuckers, you don't know the fuck you're fucking around with. Well, hello again. I'm like, this dude has no pants. He just took a shit. He's going to jail and sex is still the priority here. That's the greatest wingman I've ever met in my entire life. And he's right here in the front row. Thanks again, buddy. I was uh, playing ice hockey. I got hurt, pissed mood, hungry, walking out. And as I do, my son and daughter both walked towards me and each one of them grabbed a hand. And the minute my kids held my hand, any negative feelings they had dissipated, gone. I felt euphoric. I felt joyful. In fact, I felt happy. I felt happy. And that night I was giving my son a bath. And I looked down at my son. I said, Ken, I love you, buddy. And my son looked at me and said, I love you too, dad. Then he looked confused and a little turd of shit bubbled to the top of the tub. And I thought, that's life. That's life right there. Life gives you these little moments of happiness. So embrace it when it happens because there's a turd of shit waiting right around the corner to fucking ruin everything. Back with Comedy Roundtable, comedian Steve Byrne. Yes. All right, so Comedy Pinata is the podcast. We've learned a lot already. We learned about pitch earlier. Uh, did we? I enjoy the idea of sitting with comedians and watching other comedians. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole show, uh, Comedy Pinata. So we did it in Nashville for a long time, but um, you know, when every comic comes to Nashville, I'm on the road. So I just moved it to New York City maybe uh, a week ago. Banked a bunch of episodes. So I'm doing it out of New York City where all the comics are and just banked a bunch of episodes and it's fucking great. It's, I mean, I've seen podcasts where stuntmen break down stunts. Uh, I've seen movie podcasts where they break down like special effects like Star Wars and Avengers. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. But I've never seen it done with, with stand-up and I thought, wouldn't it be fun to see stand-up sitting down, breaking down stand-up comedians? And what it does is not only do we break down the bits, but we also have, I think when you've done this for so long, you basically have met everybody. Right. And you know everybody. So now you're getting a breakdown of why that bit is good or bad from an objective standpoint, because you're, uh, you're, you're always judging the bit, not the stand-up. It's privy to a bunch of stories about the stand-ups that we're watching. Yeah. So now we're talking about Chrysler. Now we're talking about Swartz. And now we're talking about whomever it is. But also, we're talking about why Gerard Carmichael shit the fucking bed on the Golden Globes, or Ricky Gervais right. nails on the Golden Globes. So, so you're getting like kind of like inside intel if you're a comedy fan on why those things are special, or whether or not. All right, so we do have a ten o'clock show here, uh, yep. Punchline Comedy Club in Atlanta. You're with us this weekend. You've got your Vegas residency. You're doing uh, at Kimmel's place. Uh -huh. Normally. We go one more round yep. with the questions three times around. Based yep. on the first segment and the time of the next set needing to begin, I'm feeling maybe it's the time to audible and do a similar style for round two. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Of the three questioners, yep. 
uh, we that you had. We um, still have the, the same questions, and then you just get to pick which one, which other person. I, what I was actually saying is, is maybe even just say, just pick one of the three of us to ask a question. Well, that'll be me. Because I have awesome questions. No, not Jamie. <laughs> yep. Don't do Jamie. How about that? that? Oh, it's a visual. It's a visual. Here we go, Jamie. All right. <laughs> so we usually don't do this, but... Back um, in the saddle, baby. So you... Okay. So Should we do the sponsor now? Because no, no, no. we're going to lose a lot of listeners. Right. So pitch is this scientific <laughs> material. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Have you ever had a bucket of goop and you thought, what should I call this? I bet right. Thailand once. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go... This goop. Famous footwear. All right. All right. In 2008, Iraqi journalist Muntadar al-Zaidi... Famously threw his shoe at George Bush. Yep. What article of clothing would you like to see become the standard item to be thrown at a comedian instead of heckling? So not tomatoes, because that was like the, the kind of like a vaudeville. Closest I've seen anybody throw tomatoes was Rich Voss. I did a road gig with him, and somebody threw a bottle of Heinz ketchup at him. Oof. Oh, oh, that's a <laughs> statement. That is pretty clever. That is pretty. That, it was pretty ballsy. And Rich, of course, fucking just lost it. Decimated this person. <laughs> In the most comedic, but also like right, justifiably so. Like he yeah. just was like kind of angry, but also like infused humor with anger because that's a difficult crosshairs to match when you're yeah. on stage. When somebody says something, they cross the line. You still got to maintain the room, right? You still got to be a comedian. You can't be. You can't go down to the level of that. And I saw Voss do it, and I was like, "Wow, that's fucking great!" He didn't lose the fucking room, and he still got laughs, and he buried that guy. It was fucking great. Um, I've not seen anybody ever throw anything at a comedian other than that. No bras um, being thrown at like rock I've never stars. seen a bra. No. I've seen some lawsuits come at comedians baseball uh, cap. much later. <laughs> um, no baseball caps. I don't know that I've ever... You Patrick. guys have all... Has anybody seen anybody throw anything? I've never seen it. No. Other than the ketchup bottle. Yeah. Will Smith was the only thing I've ever seen breach a stage in a big stage, and do that. So I would think if you're going to do that, yeah, fucking bring yourself. Yeah. Because I think most comics know, most comics know you got the high ground. I have the high ground, Anakin, right? <laughs> right. And you could take him out. Chris Rock bit his lip in that moment. I saw it. I saw the replay a thousand times. He bit his lip. He could have shit on oh, him. Oh, yeah. In yeah. a fucking brilliant way. Yeah. And I know he was just like, take the high road, shut the fuck up, let this yeah. ride out. And he, there was a moment where he got... I, and he bit his lip. Bit I go, down. oh, that was yeah. it. That was hard. it. Yeah. yeah. He, he fucking went in the trench, and I was like, I respect him more for what he didn't say, and I would love to know what he would, was going to say. And, and again, to your point, Rock handled it perfectly. Yeah. The, the whole, he, this he is really just did. amazing TV. He really did. He, he probably could fucking <laughs> take him out. And I honestly think if you're Chris Rock, I don't even know if you even address it in the next one. I, I think everybody's waiting for you to. I think you, you, you get together with some of the best minds. You get your Neil Brennan. You get your... You get your best pals together in a room, and you just say, how should I address this? You make that the opening of the next special. You fucking decimate not only him, but the situation. Yeah. Because I've heard they haven't made up. I think you you ridicule the situation. You take some pot shots at him. Fucking make him feel worse than he's ever felt. And then you move on to some of the greatest material you've ever done in your life. Because you know the world's looking at you. That's right. I think it's a big moment for Chris Rock. And I think Chris Rock never gives in to this moment. Never do an award show again. No. They're fucking over. Nobody gives right. a fuck anymore. Yeah. Just go all in on the next special. All right. Well, speaking of which, you have your own material to do. Uh, we we appreciate it. you taking the time to uh, visit with us here. It's always a treat to see you in Atlanta. Continued oh, success. And um, where are people finding you online? Uh, Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, 
It's uh, Misconnections. <laughs> it's called Jabberwocky <laughs> Joe Coy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Steve Byrne Live is the majority of the handle on social media. With Incredible. Steve. All right. Continued success next time on the Comedy Roundtable. Put your chair back where you found it. We will see you the next time here at the Punchline Comedy Club in Atlanta or at the Roundtable next to the diner. Scorching, 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 thunder. Just keep it on loop. Keep, 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 just keep it on loop. Scorching, thunder, scorching, thunder. Drop bass and beats to that and just loop that. Drop bass, drop bass, drop bass, drop, drop, drop bass and beats to that and just loop that. Scorching. 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 That's it, yeah.